In just a moment, recollections at 30. But first... Boy, that kind of music went out with a handlebar mustache, didn't it? But the kind of wonderful melodies you'll hear on NBC's bandstand are guaranteed to remain popular throughout the years. This is Bert Parks, your bandstand MC. I'd like to invite you to spend two full hours each weekday morning with America's top-name bands. Groups like Guy Lombardo, Dorsey Brothers, and Ralph Flanagan. They'll entertain you in person. So listen Monday through Friday to NBC Bandstand. Now stay tuned for Recollections at 30 on NBC. Transcribed. Recollections at 30. NBC, celebrating its 30th year of broadcasting, invites you to memorable moments of radio's earlier days. In this special series of broadcasts, you'll reminisce among NBC's vast and historic library of sound. You'll hear the stars, the songs, the great moments in sports and special events that have highlighted these 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. And here, guiding our recollections at 30, is Ed Herlihy. Thank you, Fred Collins, and good evening, everyone. This week, while browsing through NBC's library of sound, I came across a special broadcast that was aired back in 1939. And after listening to it, I was certain that it would recall some vivid memories for many of you. And therefore, tonight, I've decided to devote our entire program to excerpts from this one broadcast. In June of 1939, the King and Queen of England, that was King George VI, made a gala visit to the United States. But wherever they went, there were crowds of people along the streets and highways waving tribute to the visiting royalty. And on radio, a group of distinguished English actors and actresses gathered to salute their sovereign. Among the stars on that broadcast were Vivian Lee, Leslie Howard, Greer Garson, Dennis King, to mention a few that you'll hear tonight. And introducing each of the numbers was that great actress, Gertrude Lawrence. The past becomes the present. For here now is Miss Lawrence to begin the tribute to the visiting King and Queen of Great Britain. The date, June 11th, 1939. It is with much pride that we English men and women connected with the theater in America and the screen in Hollywood offer today contributions to our beloved King and Queen. And our fervent hope is that we may add, if only a little, to a visit that must be forever a permanent memory of happiness. And now, Your Majesties, Mr. Ray Noble and Orchestra are going to play for your entertainment. Ray, what have you chosen for their majesties? Oh, well, Gertie, for this occasion I've committed an assault for which I hope to be forgiven on two well-known Scottish melodies. Charlie is my darling and Bonnie Mary of Argyle. Very well.
won the most discussed role of all time, that of Scarlett O'Hara, joins forces with the distinguished British actor Mr. Basil Rathbone in their radio version of two famous love poems, one by Robert Browning, the other by his wife, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Let's contend no more, love, strive nor weep. All be as before, love, only sleep. Be a god and hold me with a charm. Be a man and fold me with thine arm. Teach me, only teach love. As I ought, I will speak thy speech, love. Think thy thought. Meet if thou require it, both demands. Laying flesh and spirit in thy hands. That shall be tomorrow, not tonight. I must bury sorrow out of sight. Must a little weep, love, foolish me. And so fall asleep, love, loved by thee. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach. When feeling out of sight for the ends of being and ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need, by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with the passions put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. To the astonishment of themselves and their friends among the British colony in Hollywood, Sir Cedric Hardwick, Mr. Nigel Bruce, and Mr. Aubrey Smith recently discovered themselves to be the proud possessors of an extraordinary vocal talent which they will now demonstrate. Down in the meadow, in a little bitty pool, swam three little fishes and a mamma fishy too. Swim, said the mamma fishy, swim if you can. And they swam and they swam all over the dam. Boop, boop, dittum, dottum, wottum, shoo. Boop, boop, dittum, dottum, wottum, shoo. Boop, boop, dittum, dottum, wottum, shoo. And they swam and they swam all over the dam. Stop, said the mama fishy, or you will get lost. The three little fishes didn't want to be bossed. So the three little fishes went off on a spree, and they swam, and they swam right out of the sea. Boop, boop, dittum, dottum, bottom, chew. Boop, boop, dittum, dittum, bottom, chew. Boop, boop, dittum, dittum, bottom, chew. And they swam, and they swam right out of the sea. The Aubrey Smith. We, yelled the little fishes, here's a lot of fun. We'll swim in the sea till the day is done. 
So they swam and they swam and it was a lark. Till all of a sudden, they met a shark. In the bottom, shoo! Boop, boop, dittum, dottum, bottom, shoo! Boop, boop, dittum, dottum, bottom, shoo! Till all of a sudden, they met a shark. Help try to eat a fittest, he look at the fails. And twitters they turn, they turn on their tails. And back to the pool in the meadow they swam. And, and they fam, and they fam right over the dam. Boop, boop, get them down the bottom, shoo. Boop, boop, get them down the bottom, shoo. Boop, boop, get them down the bottom, shoo. And they fam, and they fam right over the dam. Now we come to Miss Greer Garson and Mr. Leslie Howard in a scene from Goodbye, Mr. Chips by James Hilton. It is now my privilege to introduce Mr. Leslie Howard as Mr. Chipping and Miss Greer Garson, an English actress of whom we are all very proud, a charming newcomer to Hollywood as Kathy. You shouldn't be moving about, you know. It's awfully foolish of you. Foolish? I, I, I heard you call. I thought you were in some difficulty. Well, don't tell me you climbed up here to rescue me. As a matter of fact, I did. Oh. <laughs> now, really, I should be very angry with you. Supposing you'd fallen. Well, I must say, I... I never I, I... heard of such utter stupidity. Where were you? On the ledge below. And you climbed up in that mist to rescue me when I'm probably a better climber than you are. Well, then, what were you screaming about? Oh, I wasn't screaming. I, I... Well, I just let out a shout at random. Oh, so that was why. Really, it was idiotic of you. And rather wonderful. Not at all. Well, anyhow, I'm awfully glad you came. It was going to be very lonely here. Won't you sit down? This is quite comfortable, as rocks go. Uh, thanks, thanks. <clears throat> my, my name's Chipping. Mine's Ellis, Catherine Ellis. I'm sorry I wasn't in any danger. <laughs> well, it, it was rather inconsiderate of you. What are you doing alone on a mountain? Isn't it rather unusual for young ladies? I'm not usually alone. I have a friend at the inn. So have I. We're on a walking tour. Really? We're bicycling. Bicycling? To Austria? Mm-hmm. Good heavens. I didn't know ladies rode those awful things. I, I don't approve all this rushing about on wheels. Do you know, the other day a man passed me in a cloud of dust. A cloud of dust. He must have been doing 15 miles an hour. Human beings were never intended to go that speed. I suppose you think I, I'm old-fashioned. I like men to be old-fashioned. It's chilly, isn't it? Oh, I say, I should have thought of it. Here, here, take my coat. I, I'm rather too old. I wouldn't think of it. Put it on again at once. No, 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 really. No, you must take it. I insist. Please. Well, look here. Why don't we share it? It's big enough for both of us. Good heavens, no. Someone might see us. <laughs> on this mountain? What if they did? No, I don't need it, really. Well, I, I don't... insist. Look, like this. Here, here, catch hold of it. There, that's right. A penny for your thoughts. Well, as a as, as matter of fact, I was thinking of you. Kindly, I hope. I see very little of ladies at Brookfield. I was rather realizing what I'd missed. If I may say so, Mr. Chipping, I think the ladies have missed a great deal, too. Well, that's very kind of you, but I, I'm not really a ladies' man. Afraid of them? Terrified. <laughs> not of me, I hope. <laughs> not up here in the clouds. Perhaps the altitude's gone to my head. But if I had met you at the inn... Because I'm a strong-minded female who rides a bicycle and wants the boat. No, 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 no. On the contrary... Because... Because? Well, because you're so very nice-looking, I think, and charming. And so are you, Mr. Chipping, frankly. Oh, oh, good heavens, no one's ever called me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 
extraordinary ideas come into one's head up here. It's the altitude. Uh... <laughs> uh, tell me, um, do you suppose that a person in, in middle age could start life over again and make a go of it? I'm sure of it. Quite sure. It must be tremendously interesting to be a schoolmaster. Yes, I, I thought so once. To watch boys grow up and help them along and see their characters develop and what they become when they leave school and the world gets hold of them. I don't see how you could ever get old in a world that's always young. No, I never really thought of it that way. But you know, when you talk about it, you make it sound rather exciting and heroic. Oh, it is. And the schoolmaster... is. Is he exciting and heroic, too? I've met only one. A reckless person who climbed the Glockner in a mist to... Why, what is it? There's a light on your face. A strange light. Oh, look. The mist has lifted. Yes. Yes, so it has. Well, we, uh, we can go down now. Yes. I'm almost sorry. Well, it was an adventure, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, well, back to reality. I wonder if we're not leaving it behind us. And that was Greer Garson and Leslie Howard in a scene from Goodbye, Mr. Chips. In case you've just tuned in, we're recalling the highlights of a special broadcast from 1939 from NBC's Library of Sound. This was a tribute by British stage and screen stars to the King and Queen of Great Britain who were visiting the U.S. then. Gertrude Lawrence was the hostess, and it is her voice you have heard introducing each number. But we're not through yet. Here are more highlights with Miss Lawrence herself singing a medley of songs that she introduced on the stage. Oh, Limehouse Kid, oh, 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 Limehouse Kid, going the way that the rest of them did. Poor broken blossoms and nobody's child. Haunted and taunted, you just find a wild old Limehouse Blues I've Cup of coffee, a sandwich, 
Brian Ahern reads for us Rupert Brooks' poem, A Soldier. If I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of a foreign field that is forever England. There shall be in that rich earth a richer dust concealed, a dust whom England bore, shaped, made aware, Gave once her flowers to love, her ways to roam, a body of England's breathing English air, washed by the rivers, blessed by the sons of home. And think this heart, all evil shed away, a pulse in the eternal mind, no less, gives somewhere back the thoughts by England given, her sights and sounds. Dreams happy as her day, and laughter learnt of friends, and gentleness in hearts at peace under an English heaven. Mr. Dennis King singing Annie Laurie as a great treat to us all, as always. been asked by those who have had the honor and good fortune to take part in this program to wish their majesties bon voyage. Thank you very much, Miss Lawrence. And thank you, Mr. George M. Cohan. 
Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce Mr. George M. Cohan, leading figure of the American theater and composer of the justly famous Over There, Mr. Cohan. Speaking as an American and as a representative of the American theater, may I, may I propose a toast to the health of His Majesty King George VI. The men and women of the American theater join their English cousins in a salute to their fine young king, their lovely queen. Bon voyage, your majesties. God bless you both. You have been hearing memorable excerpts from a 1939 broadcast in which English stage and screen stars pay tribute to the visiting king and queen of England. Gertrude Lawrence introduced the numbers, and the last voice was one of America's greatest performers, George M. Cohan. I hope you've enjoyed reminiscing with me on Recollections at 30. And be sure to hear next week's program. I've planned to recreate for you one of Mary Martin's first radio broadcasts following her rise to fame. This is Ed Hurley saying so long. Until then. Ed Hurley has been your host on Recollections at 30. Next week at this time, there'll be another in this special series commemorating NBC's 30th year of broadcasting. This is Fred Collins, hoping you'll be able to join us then for more of the great stars and great moments of the past. Recollections at 30 is directed by Bob Mauer. Bert Parks and Helen O'Connell live on Bandstand, weekday mornings on NBC. We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the RadioThen.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog, www.radiothen.network. Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts, www.radiothen.network.